verses to read? If you can do that. Well, can you come on? Let's go. Right there, wherever you're at in the back. Miss Jean, would you like to read a verse? I, I would like you to read Jeremiah thirty-five seventeen, Miss Jean, and then Tony, Acts two thirty-nine. Um, Paul, would you like to read a verse? You don't have to. No big deal. Uh, Helen, would you like to read a verse? Okay, would you read uh, Romans ten thirteen? And then um, Kira, would you like to read a verse? I read Jeremiah 33, 2. All right? And I want you, matter of fact, I want you to read Jeremiah 33, 2 and 3. And uh, Riley, could you read Isaiah 55, 6 and 7? Jean, would you like to read a verse? Yes. Um, 1 Thessalonians 4, 3, please. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3. Linda, would you like to read a verse? Um, Cindy, uh, Cindy, sorry. Chrissy, would you like to read a verse? No. Tom, you want to read a verse? No. Anton? You're going to read a couple of them, I guess. Uh, Galatians 1, 6. And 1 Thessalonians 2, 12, Anton. Galatians 1, 6. And 1 Thessalonians 2, 12. And I'm going to ask John, could you read a verse for us, please? John, could you read a verse? Yes? Yes or no? Okay. No, no, I got to give you the verse. Yeah, the verse is 1 Peter 1.15. 1 Peter 1.15. And then Joe, I, I missed you, didn't I? I did, I don't know how. Well, here you go, Joe. That means you're going to get a lot more, amen? Philippians 2.15 and 16. And Colossians 1.26, Joe. Philippians 2.15 and 16, Colossians 1.26. Um, Colossians 1.26. And then, um, Helen, you want another? Oh, Brian, Brian, I want you to read Ephesians 1.18 and 2 Timothy 1.9, Brian. Ephesians 1.18, 2 Timothy 1.9. And then, um, Helen, you want to read another one? Okay, 2 Peter 1.10. Helen? Can you hear me? Okay, I need to know so I can move on because you didn't. Huh? How she was? Okay. I don't remember which one I gave you. Oh, Galatians. Uh, yeah, Galatians 1 6 and 1 Thessalonians 2 12. Okay, what did I last give you? Helen, no? I didn't give you one? Did I give anybody? Now I lost where I'm at. Uh, did I give anybody 1 Corinthians 1 26? Okay, Helen, that's for you. 1 Corinthians 1 26. Kira, Ephesians 1.18. Riley, 2 Timothy 1.9. Anton, you're not reading time? Why? There's no, you don't get out. Other people get out. You don't get out of this. You don't get to say no. Everyone else does. You don't. 2 Peter 1.10 for you. John, Anton, John 10.3 and 26 and 27. I will right, we'll just stop there. I got two more, but we got we're too far along as it is. You all got your verses? You have your you have your microphones? They all ready? Brian, you got two of them right made up? What? Come on, Brian. We don't. I don't want to be here all night. We got to go home. All right, you ready? Proverbs one twenty four. Let's go there. Proverbs one twenty four. You there? It says, "Because I've called." You listening? 
God's speaking. Please pay attention. Because I've called and you refused. I've stretched out my hand and no man regarded. In all reality, stretched out both had him nailed to a cross. And no man regarded. But you have said it not, that means at nothing, all my counsel. And you would none of my reproof. I will I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes. When your fear cometh as desolation, and your destruction cometh as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish cometh upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early, but they shall not find me. And he tells us why. For that they hated knowledge, and they did not choose the fear of the Lord. It's our choices whether we hear from God. Because I'll tell you right now, God's calling. God's making calls all over the world. I thank God with all my heart. Thank you, Lord, that you called me that one night. That precious and holy night. To me, more holy than, than Jesus' birth. Because it was my birth. I was born again that night. Jesus was born in me. I was the Bethlehem. And it was at one, it was a Wednesday evening. On, on, in, uh, um, it was either, I, I just picked April 1st. It was either April 1st or, or like um, um, uh, the 29th or something of March. So I said, okay, I don't remember the date, but I do remember the time like it was yesterday. Jesus came to me and he called me and I answered him. There's a reason for that. I'll just let you know about it. When God is calling and he does, we need to answer. Amen. Because I'll tell you right now, God has called each and every one of us. You're here tonight. I have no doubt that God's called you. I have no doubt that God's not only called you, but he's chosen you for something. Amen. So uh, if you could, Miss Jean, could you read Jeremiah 35, 17, please? Is that on? I don't know either. Here we go again. Therefore, Here thus you. said the Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring upon Judah and upon all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the evil that I have pronounced against them, because I have spoken unto them, but they have not heard, and I have called upon them, but they have not answered. The reason Israel's got in so much trouble is because God was calling them, and they wouldn't answer. And I'll tell you right now, it just... it. it I don't know what the word is that it does for me, but I feel like I'm on the in the middle of the road and people are run, driving and they're going off the cliff and I'm trying to stop, stop, and they don't listen. And they just go right off the cliff into destruction, into hell, and nobody seems to care. God has been calling and calling and calling. Stop, stop, stop. Look where you're going. And people don't listen, Joe. Doesn't matter who you talk to these days. Doesn't matter when you talk to them. They just don't want to listen to God anymore. And God says that he would, have, he would have brought Israel out of the problems if they would have just listened. That's right. But they don't answer the call. And I keep thinking of how I have a cell phone, and when I get a call, you can see who's up on it. You can see who it is. And I won't answer numbers that I don't know. That's right. Because I get so many junk calls all the time. What I'll do is if it's a number that I think maybe it might be somebody, but I don't know, I'll, think, I'll put a thing, text me. Or I'll, if it's important, they'll leave a message. 
And then I'll go and I'll check. But 90% of the calls all day are junk calls, right? So we're getting trained not to answer calls, not to answer, not to answer. The worst part about it is when the phone rings and it says God. And people look at it and they act like I'm not here. I'm not going to answer it. Exactly. And that's the, that's the problem. You know, God called me when I was 21 years old. I was on a bus, on reading a gospel track in the back of the bus, and the Holy Spirit of God was all over me, calling me unto himself to be born again. You know what I said to him? I did answer him. I answered God. You know what I said? No. Right to his face. God called me. I didn't ignore the call. I heard the call, and I answered the call, and I said no, straight to his face. And guess what he did? He left me alone. Just like Proverbs chapter 1. He says, he says okay, all right, you're on your own now. He says, right, go ahead, you'll call me later and I won't answer you. He waited 10 years, a whole decade, and he came and he called me again in 1991. And I answered that call, yes, Lord. I'll tell you right now, greatest call in all the world. I, for 10 years, a decade of just horrible things in my life. Worst decade of my, I mean... Oh, I wouldn't, wear, I wouldn't wish on anyone. Nothing but, but sadness and sorrow. You know, God is calling, but they would not answer him. You know, ghosting God is never going to work. Act pretending that you didn't see that it's his call. Pretending you don't hear the call. Pretending that, you know, I'm, not, I'm too busy. None of that's going to work because God knows everything. Amen? And, and there's different calls. There's different reasons God's calling. He's not just calling for one thing. And, and some of you, especially if you've got a customer... Or you got somebody like, it, it, sometimes people call and I won't even answer it. None of you. Because I know what's going to happen on the other end. First of all, the person's drunk. And they'll just ramble on and ramble on and ramble on. So I don't even answer. Because I know what it's going to be like. And so I just listen to the message. And the message is three minutes long until it's done. And just rambling on. And it happens all the time. It's two different people. And they call me out of the blue. They don't come to church, but they call me out of the blue. And I see it's their name, and I'm not answering it. And I'll tell you what. Don't ever do that with God. Because God's calling you for a reason. And it's not the same reason. He has different reasons for calling you. It's like if I call certain people, they answer all the time. And, and certain people call me, and I want to answer all the time. Sometimes I can't. And sometimes I'm just indisposed. And I don't want to answer when I'm in the bathroom. You know what I'm saying? And I, I know I a little TMI, but sometimes every time I go in that room, John, my phone rings. I'm like, every time. You know, and then I feel bad. I can't call. I can't answer them. And it's, But when it's God, please answer the call. Amen. Because he's calling. And it can be about many different reasons. And, and one of the main ones, one of the main, main calls that God's calling for is the call to salvation. He's calling people to save them from hell. He's calling people to save them from destruction. He's calling people to save them from the devil himself. To save them from their sin. Amen? Because each and every one of us have sinned so many times that God knows that I have to judge you. And on the day of judgment, I've got to cast you away. I'm calling you Amen. to salvation. Amen. Receive my son died for you and I will forgive all your sins. And people don't answer that. Acts chapter 2 verse 39 I have it. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise is unto you and your children. Listen. 
That means when you get saved, when you answer the call, and now God knows you, He promises to call your children. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. He promises to call your children. Doesn't mean they're going to answer, though. But He promises to call them. And I'm telling my children, listen, if God calls you, pick up the phone. Answer him, will you please? And people see that. How many times have our children, how many times have our sons saw the call of God and deny, deny, deny? You know what I mean? Like, like put it on pause or whatever it is you put it on. You know, reject the phone call. And but once in a while, or I shouldn't say once in a while, sometime in their life, they've answered the call. But it took ten years of us, of God calling. I know that God said that if a if a believing husband has an unbelieving wife, that God will sanctify the wife of the husband's behalf or sanctify the husband on the wife's behalf if you're saved and he's going to set them apart to do what? To call them. Now every, every so often God's going to send a call. God's going to call your children. God's going to call your spouse. God's going to call the person that you care about the most. Isn't that great that God's going to do that? I thank God that he continues to call because, and, and I love where he promises to call our children and if they don't answer, and they mostly don't. Amen? If they don't answer, like Gene, your son, I guarantee you God's calling him. He just won't answer. But if they do answer, Romans 10.13 says this. See, whosoever shall call on the Lord. What's that mean? It means after God calls, I don't know how many times he's going to call, but after God calls and they don't answer, you know what they have to do? They have to, all they have to do is call God and he'll answer. After all they have to do is call God and answer. Here in the Old Testament, we read Proverbs, it says, I called Israel, I called you, I called you, since you wouldn't even regard anything, when you call me, I'm not going to answer. But isn't it great to know that God right now in this dispensation, no matter how many times God has called your children, or called your children, or called your children, and they don't answer, when they finally do call God, God will answer. Amen. Jeremiah 33, 2 says, um, thus saith the Lord, the maker thereof, the Lord that formed it to establish it, the Lord is his name. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Call, God's saying, please call me. Isn't that great to know? God said, just call me. What do we call him? To call me. Call me Lord. Call me Jehovah. I don't care what you call me, just call me. Isn't it great to know when you're, you're a parent? How many parents do we have in here? When you have your children, you just wish they'd call you. Just wish you'd hear a call from your kids. You know what I mean? Gene, you smile. Is that, is that something you can say men to? Yeah. It's true. You never want that call at 3 in the morning, though, because it's never good. So parent, children, if you're a child and your parents are, do not call them at 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning. You wait till the morning. Amen. I would never do that to my mother because I know she'd be excited. But God doesn't sleep and God doesn't rest. And he's just waiting for that call sometimes. Call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things that you knew not. Isaiah 55, 6 and 7 says this, Riley. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. See, God's saying, call me. But he tells you this. He said, call me when you're ready to repent. You know how many times people call upon the Lord when they're in prison? You know how many times people call upon the Lord when they're in, in, in the hospital? 
calling upon the Lord, but the Lord sees their heart that they're not really calling upon Him for salvation. They're not calling because they want Him. They just want Him to fix their problem. So that's why He said on there, call me, and when you do call me, make sure you're ready to repent, and I'll answer you, and I'll show you great and mighty things. Why is He calling you? Ever answer the wrong call? Do you ever pick up a call and go, oh man, why didn't I answer this? You know what I do all the time? You probably do it too. You um, uh, computer calls or whatever they're called. You get them? I get them all the time. And they used to be like an 888 number or eight, and you knew it, but now they're 484 numbers and they're 610 numbers. So they try to fool you. Amen? You're like, oh, it must be someone I know. And what happens is, is I'll, I'll answer it, uh, hello, and if nobody answers right away, and then you hear that bloop, like that bloop, and I'm like, click right off. I hang up. Sometimes I pick up a call and they answer right away, and I'm like, oh, why did I answer this? You know, what, they, they call my, my, well, she was 10 at the time. She's 13 now. And when she first got her first cell phone, she would get phone calls and they'd ask her about her car insurance. You know what I mean? She's 10. You know, it's like sometimes you pick up the phone and you're like, why did I answer this phone call? But let me ask you a question. If you ever picked up the wrong call, I want to ask you a question. God never, ever doesn't hear you call. He might not pick up sometimes, but he hears you. He, you leave in a message. He hears you, and he'll get back to you sometime. Because what he's waiting for, he's waiting for you to be serious about it. And when he sees that you're serious and you're calling him out of a heart that means it, he'll call you right back. Isn't that great to know that? In, in um, the second call, and after he, he answered the call to salvation, he calls, uh, to, calls us to sanctification. He's calling everyone from help. He'll take you just the way you are, but he'll never want to leave you the way you are. And so he'll call a call to sanctification, and it's for a reason and a purpose. And First Thessalonians four three is one of the best verses in the Bible. It says, "For this is the for this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that ye shall abstain from fortification." The will of God. The reason He's called you is to not go to hell, Amen, to save you. But then He's called you to sanctification because His will is that you would be holy. His will is that you be clean. His will is, this world doesn't need more dirt in it, amen? This world doesn't need more filth. It doesn't need more cursing, God forbid. It doesn't need more nudity, God forbid. It doesn't need more sexual immorality, God forbid. It needs more cleanness, amen? More holiness. It needs it. This world needs good things, amen? It doesn't need our perversions. It doesn't need our problems. Can I get an amen? It needs us to be good. And I'll tell you what the world needs, what your family needs, and what this church needs, and what everyone needs is you to be good. And that's what God's calling us to be. In Galatians 1.6 it says, I marvel that ye are soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ into unto another gospel he said i marvel i'm blown away that you're so soon removed from him that called you under grace unto another gospel you know what that means that there's other calls coming in you hear the, the call of god salvation amen and you answer the call and you get saved but that is just the beginning and so god's got other call coming in he's calling you to sanctification he's calling you to holiness he's calling you to righteousness He's calling you, and, and sometimes you're just too much of a baby, or, or I don't mean in a bad sense, you're just a child. You don't understand anything. So he can't call a child to do something that he needs a man to do. Amen? Amen. So he's going to wait, and he, as you get older and grow in the Lord, he's going to make many calls. He's going to come time. But the problem is, is there's other calls coming in, and you answer those calls. And that's why, he's, that's why he said that, I'm, so, that I'm, I'm, I'm marvel that you're so soon removed from him that called you unto his grace. 
unto another gospel. You get called by the devil and, and, and phonies and liars and, and these, these charlatans that, that are calling people unto them. And listen to what I'm telling you about the Bible. Listen to this, what God wants. This is what, and people listen to them more than they listen to God. You know it's true. Amen. And John, 1 Thessalonians 2.12 says, 2.12 says, That ye would walk worthy of God, who hath called you unto his kingdom and glory. Actually, I want to read 13 too. Go ahead. For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is the truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. Amen. His first call is a call to salvation. The second call, and there's many calls, but the second call is a call to sanctification. But what he's asking you is that you'd walk worthy, that you'd be worthy of that calling. That you'd be worthy for God to call you. Think about God in the universe and time and space and matter and all that God's doing. And he took his time out. He took time out of all that to call you. Amen. And thank God that you answered the call and you received salvation. But now he's calling again. He's calling you and asking you to walk worthy of that salvation. He's asking you to walk worthy of it. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it as it as doesn't mean anything to you. But take it as... It's time. It's time to grow up. And it's time to be men and women. Amen? Yeah. It's time to be, to, to be holy. It's time to walk worthy of this calling. And in 1 Peter 1.15 it says, John, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. Amen. As he which called you is holy, so be ye holy. In all manner of conversation, in every man of your life, we should be holy. I, I, I still to this day can't matter. There's so many Christians out there that have listened to other calls. And, I, and, and I'm not going to bash people, but there's so many preachers out there that are in their ripped jeans and their sandals and their t-shirts as they're preaching. And they have no standards and they have no call to holiness they have no call to, to righteousness. It's just everybody just loves Jesus and everything's cool. And it might as well, you might as well be a hippie. Amen. You might as well go sit on the beach with a guitar and not even have a job. Because God's called you to do a job. And he says, as God is holy, be ye holy. Amen. God called you and he's holy. And he's calling you to holiness. And you think, what does that mean to you? What does holiness mean to you? To me, it means I have a long way to go. To me, it means I, he's holy, I'm not, but I'm, I'm a lot holier now than I was. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. But I still got a whole lot more to do. Why is it so many millions of Christians think I'm good the way I am? I'm good the way I dress. I'm good the way I talk. I'm good the way I, what music I listen to. I'm good at what, what, what places I go, people I hang with. You know what I'm saying? It's like, really? Do you think this world's holy? Is there anything holy out there? Not this world. There's only one thing holy. It's God. That's right. Why does why do Christians that have heard the call of salvation, but they won't listen to the call of sanctification and be holy? That's our job is to be is to to, to walk worthy of the Lord. Amen. Philippians two fifteen and sixteen says that ye may be blameless and harmless, the Son of God, without rebuke. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights in the world, 
holding forth the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of Christ, that I have not run in vain, neither labored in vain. He's called, he's called us to be lights in this world. He's called us to hold forth the word of God. Because this world needs the light of Christ. Can I get an amen? amen. amen. This world needs the word of God. Amen. And Tom, you brought, the, you brought the Bible to him. Now go back to him and show him a verse in the Bible. Pick a good one and say, I just want to show you this. Look at that. Amen. Get him to nibble. Amen. Get the, put the line out there and let him hook him on that word of Amen. God. Amen. We need, that's why he's called us out of just not being saved. Don't be happy with just being saved. But listen to the call of sanctification. Amen. He's calling you to spring forth the word of God to other people. To be the light of the world. Amen. And, and that's why Apostle Paul said, or else... Made, I worked in vain to say, you know, I gave, I gave you the gospel for no reason. Because if you're not doing something with the gospel, you're doing nothing with it. And that's not good. Amen? Amen. It's, and, and it says in, um, oh, the third call. The third call. Let me, let me hurry up. The first call is salvation. There's many calls in between there. The second call is the sanctification. The third call is the service. Why does God call you to save you? Save you from hell. Amen? There's a real reason for that. And there's a whole lot after that. Amen. But he calls us to sanctification. He calls us to himself. That's what sanctification means, to set you apart for him. And he calls us to clean our acts up. He calls us to, to stop the nonsense. He calls us to, to live better, to be better, to stop being like everyone else and start being more like God. Can I get an amen? amen. And it's a reason for that so that he can use you. Amen. He can't use you up here if you're going to be dirty out there. He waits for see those who answer the call to salvation. Then he those who answer the call to sanctification and are sanctifying themselves and they're learning and they're growing. And now he says, okay, now that you're clean, now that you've asked, I got a job for you. And he'll use you up here. But more importantly, forget up here who use you out there. Amen. Because in here, look, I'm only talking to us. Out there, you can talk to the masses. And I'll tell you right now, there's nothing more important than win, winning souls from saving souls from hell. Amen? Amen? Because hell's real, and everyone that does not have the salvation of Christ, that's where they're headed. But they don't have to go. They just need to hear the word of God. So in the call to service, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says, First Corinthians 1, 26. I got first Col um, Colossians one twenty six. Say read that again, please, and read the next two verses after that. You should all read that, find that out. But it says, God, check out your calling. He said, see your calling, brethren, how that not many wise men after the flesh are called. Not many nobles are called. 
But God has chosen the foolish things of the world. That's us. That's us. God has chosen the fools. You might say, I'm not a fool. Well, then you're a fool for not thinking that. It says, it says, for God has chosen the weak things of the world. Why? To confound the things which are mighty. He's chosen and called the base, the lowest of the world. He's called those that are despised. God has chosen, yeah, the things which are not, to bring them to naught, the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. No, God doesn't call many noble, many rich folks, many powerful people. He doesn't call many of them. You know what he calls? He calls the plain old folks like us. Plain old everyday person. What, who, did, who did Jesus went to? He went to the fishermen. He went to the people, the, the working class. He didn't go to, to the people, the Pharisees and all that. So you have to see your calling, brethren, that God chose you for a reason. It says in Matthew twenty two fourteen. it says many are called, but few, few are, chosen. are chosen. Why did God choose you? You're here tonight. I hope and pray that you heard the call of salvation more than anything. Be saved. Do not stand before the Lord guilty of all your sin. Get rid of your sin. Cast it on Jesus. Let Jesus take it. Amen? Because that's why he came. And then after you've been saved for a while, as you grow a little bit, hear the call and heed the call of sanctification. God's trying to clean us up. Stop trying to run back into the pig pen. God cleans you up, you run back into the mud puddle. God cleans you up, you run back. It's time to get out of the mud puddle. Joe, you want to say something? Uh, You gave me first... One twenty, one twenty-six. Colossians one twenty. No, that was no. So, who's got the next verse? Who's got Ephesians one eighteen? Ephesians, you have Ephesians one eighteen. Go ahead, read it, please. I can't. You don't have the microphone. I thought I was next at Ephesians one eight. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of glory of his inheritance in the saints. That your eyes of your that you see what is the hope of his calling. It's glory. He's called you to service, to serve him. Just like he called his son Jesus to serve him. And Jesus received all the glory in heaven. He's calling you now to serve him. It is the greatest honor in the world to serve the Lord. And I mean that. Listen to what I'm It is the greatest honor in the world that he would call you and choose you to be his servant. Not many are called, but few are chosen. And he's called you tonight. He's called you to serve him. It's the greatest honor in the world to do that. And when we do, and when we serve, and we're going to receive honor and glory. And that's an amazing thing to know that we're going to get rewarded and paid for it. It's an amazing thing. Second... Timothy 1.9 Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our work, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Read it one more time, please. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. He has called us for his purpose. He has a purpose. Do you understand? 
He knows what it is. He knows that only you can reach a certain person. He knows that only you are the person that he's called to do his work. He didn't call someone else to do your job. He's given you a job. Do you understand? That's important to know that God doesn't mean someone else. Right, Anton? God looks at you and says, I need you. Wow. That's an amazing thing. 2 Peter 1.10. Who has that? I do. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. Make your calling and election sure. Make sure that you not only have heard God's call, but you're heeding God's call. And you're doing what God's called you to do. If your friend called you in the middle of the night, your best friend and said, I need your help, it's three in the morning. Of course you're not going to want to, but you do it because he's your friend. God's calling you. And I'll tell you right now, um, Anton, what do you have? John 10? Yes. And 26 and 27. He's calling you, and there's a reason he's calling you. And the thing is, is do you hear him? Do you think God wants a little more from you than what he's got now? I know he does. Amen. I know he does. I want you got to hear it. Anton, please. Amen. To him the porter openeth, and the sheep hear his voice. And he calleth his own sheep by name, and he leadeth them out. But ye believe not, because ye, because ye are not my sheep, of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them. And they follow me. My sheep hear my voice. Do you hear the voice of God? You know, when you come to church, the church is, you know, full on Sunday morning, just saying, and I preach a message, and the message isn't mine. It's the message of the Lord. And how many times have, have, has the, the word of God gone forth from here about people being, just say faithful, or giving, or being a witness, or being soul winning, or helping around a church, whatever it is. They've heard but they, never, they don't respond. Why is that? Why do people not respond even though they've heard? And I'll tell you right now, it scares me because Jesus said, you don't hear my voice because, or you don't hear my words because you're not of my sheep. That's scary. It's really scary. That's where he's going to say at the end, he's going to say, I never knew you. I've called, you didn't listen. I've called, you, you, you heard my call. You heard my voice but you wouldn't respond. You wouldn't even listen. Isn't that the greatest thing to know that Jesus is your shepherd? Yeah. I, I, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. It means he's going to take care of everything. Amen. He leads me beside the still waters. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. And he leads me down the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. He has a purpose for us. If, if he's led you through the green pastures and you like it there and it's nice and you're getting fed and everything's good in the green pastures and he leads you beside the still waters and everything's good beside the still waters and he restores your soul and you're feeling good there's a reason for that so that he can use you he says he leads me down the paths of righteousness and and I'll tell you right now the best call the best call is not I mean it is the call of salvation but besides the call of salvation, the best call in all the world is, Brian, you can read it, John 15, 15. Brian, you read that, please. John 15, 15, Brian. I love this verse. 
This is the best call. I, I, I get excited. I got a little goosebumps when I hear this call. Listen to this call. Because when, when you do obey him, when you do follow him, when you do serve him, this is what you hear. Brian. Henceforth, I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. It's the greatest call in the world to be called friend of friend. God. Jesus said to his servants, to his people that he's called, and they answered the call and they got saved. And the people that heard his call to sanctification, and they're sanctified, and they're sanctifying themselves, and they're following him. Amen? Then he says to them, the greatest call, I don't call you servants anymore. I call you my friends. Amen. That God, Jesus would call me his friend. That, I, I don't know what to say. I, I could start crying, tearing up right now. Uh, that Jesus would call me his friend. Why? Because I'm just trying to do what he asked me to do. Amen. He's called, I've answered. And all along the way, he's led me and he's guided me and he's taken care of me. And he's blessed me with so many blessings. Amen. With so many blessings. So many blessings. I'm so thankful for everything he's given me. Everything he does for me. And then while he's blessing me, Anton, and giving me and using me, and then he calls me the best call in the world, he calls me his friend. Amen. Amen. I, I could just right there just cry right like a baby. Last verse, and I'm going to ask Brian. You might as well read this one too, Brian. Romans eleven twenty nine, Brian, and we're done. Romans eleven twenty nine. For the gifts and calling of God are without repentance. God's calling is without repentance. What's that mean? He's called you. And sometimes you haven't answered. Can I get an amen? amen? He's called, and he's called, and he's called. But God's callings are without repentance. He's going to keep calling. Isn't that great to know that he's going to keep calling? Amen. In the Old Testament, to the Jews, he said, I've called and called and called. You wouldn't listen. Okay, that's it. Well, you're going to call me. I won't listen to you. But not anymore. Since Jesus did what he did on the cross, the grace of God is a appeared to all men. For God's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And because of Jesus Christ, God said, I'll call back. You're busy, I'll call back. I'm, I'm calling you. I don't know. It says it's without repentance. Well, let me, he, called me in 19, he called me when I was 21, and I answered and said no. He waited 10 years, and he called back. And I answered that one. Eugene, I'm telling you, I'm so happy I got saved. He, he called me back. He didn't call me for 10 years. But, I, I, but he's kind and he's gracious. And the gifts and the callings of God were without repentance. He's not, rep he's not saying, I wish I never called them. He, he's not saying, that's it, I'm never calling them again. He wants you. He cares about you. He loves you. He desires you. So if you, maybe you've heard his call and you ignored it. Maybe you, you know, you just clicked away. I, I, I don't want, I'm not ready. But great, isn't it great to know that he's calling you right now? Isn't it great to know he's still calling? And you know what he says? He said, call unto me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things that you knew not. Isn't it great to know that? Let's bow our heads for a moment and let's call upon the Lord. Let's pray and let's talk to God. Father, our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy name is 
righteous. Thy name is merciful. Thy name is kindness. Thy name is abundant in graciousness. Thy name is good. And you are so kind and so good and so loving and so giving. And we call upon the name of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ, who sits on the throne in heaven, ruling and reigning, but he also is our high priest. He's also there to forgive. He's also there to restore. He's also there to love and to cherish and to just comfort us in times of trouble. Jesus, we call upon your name and we worship you in spirit and in truth. And we thank you, Jesus, that you hear our prayers when we call. Thank you, Jesus, that you would hear each and every prayer here tonight. I pray, Lord, if there's anyone here that is not truly saved, born again, received the spirit of the living God and transformed into the son and daughter of God, I pray that today they would hear your voice and harden not their hearts. For today and today is the day of salvation for God. I pray that they'll call upon you. For you said, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Father, save that soul that needs saving. And Lord, if everyone is saved, I pray that they would hear your voice calling them to sanctification, calling them from sin, calling them from filth, calling them away out of this world to set up, be a set apart for you. I pray that they'd hear the call of the shepherd and that we would follow you. And I pray, Lord God, that we would all hear the call to service, that we could serve you, almighty God and King, that we would be known of you and known by you, that we serve the risen King, that you are God and there is none other, and we are your servants. And we are so thankful that you're allowing us to serve. No greater place than to be in the throne room of God. Father, I pray that each and every one here would hear the call. Each and every one here would heed the call. And I pray for the power of the Holy Spirit to be with us to absolutely do the callings of God. We love you and praise you. Thank you for this church. Thank you for those who came out tonight. Please bless us as we go. Bless us as we travel. Bless us as we're home. And tomorrow morning is a new day. And I just pray you give us the job to do to be the light of the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys.